Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Out of Bounds. As always, I'm your host, Spencer Brown. Joining me, we have Dalton Bishop. What's up, Spence? Doing well. Uh, Christian, he, again, caught up with work. Hopefully, he'll be back next week. Uh, but anyway, this is an episode that we've all been waiting for, I think. It is the 100th episode of the podcast edition of Out of Bounds. And I know it's been a while since we've done this because, again, we just continue with the world of sports. But let's just take a step back. Just all obviously, I brought you around back when we were still doing college radio uh, for my second year doing. I've been around since the beginning, um, and then Dalton came around year two back in the college radio days. So Dalton, uh, again, we've hit now 100 episodes with podcasting. So uh, anything you want to say with that? Because uh, I know you've been around. More or, le- more or less since the beginning of this. Yeah, uh, it has been a great experience um, doing this podcast. Um, it's something that I get to look forward to every week, um, sitting down. And essentially, I don't treat it like a podcast. I treat it just like another two hours of just talking sports. Um, with two friends and, uh, yeah, just chilling back and having a good time. Um, so that's, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty much how I've been looking at it. And, you know, time flies when you're having fun and I think we've been having a fun hundred episodes. Uh, yeah, it seems like just yesterday, you know, we were one doing college radio and then two, we were just learning how to navigate Anchor and oh, in and out of the app, which we, we love Anchor. It's helped us grow our podcast. We've got several friends to start their own podcasts, um, which, again, we've shouted them out. Ryan's Happy Hour, give that show a listen. Um, uh, there's also Lost Script, whenever you guys decide to renew there. There's also our friends, Courtney, Catherine, and Jenna, have a show called Let's Talk Real Talk. That's Let's with the Z. Uh, for some reason, but anyway, they do a great, they do great work over there. Uh, so I'm happy that we're all one big podcasting family, it seems from time to time. Um, so Dalton, thank you for being part of this journey. Christian, obviously we wouldn't be where we are without him coming along when he did. Uh, and then also, you know, it sounds like we're supposed to end the episode here. Uh, I'll get back to this at the very end, but I just want to thank you, the listeners, uh, for just supporting us throughout these past. Now this is episode 100. Uh, whether you listen to one episode or all 100 episodes, if you've done that, you are my hero. For you know, you've been here and suffered listening through all our voice and our horrendous sports takes from time to time. But we've been right on some, probably not as much as the wrongs. Uh, but just thanks again, everyone, for listening. Yeah, episodes that we produce. Go ahead, Dalton. Uh, and yeah, I wanted to come in right after you, uh, and I'm glad you finished that because I just wanted to say thank you, Spence, for keeping it going. Because you know, after the first the first year or whatever, your your former co-host at the at the radio station left, and it seemed like you know. I wasn't sure what your plans were, what you were thinking, but I saw that as an opportunity to uh, to come in 
right after uh, and uh, take over his spot um, and and really keep it going because I feel like it was something that you were very passionate about. And I also it seemed seemed very, very fun, just like a really nice idea, something to, you know, when we weren't doing schoolwork, it'd be a nice, nice little distraction for us. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, so, yeah, no, thank you for keeping the podcast going because it's, it's been it's been it's been a, it's been a ride. And, uh, you know, obviously the ride hasn't stopped. And so we're going to we're going to keep going. Yeah, I'm glad that I was able to bring you along, Lev, the schedules. And believe me, behind the scenes, we've had several scheduling conflicts that we have shuffled episodes around. We've moved dates uh, around. And it's all been fun. And obviously, we wouldn't be doing this if we had no listenership. It may be small listenership, but we have listeners. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for the support it has been tremendous so now we'll get to go transition to our you know our regular conversations that we normally have during these episodes we'll start with the mlb awards this year and i mean i think if you follow baseball even passively these awards you know made sense this season uh the awards we haven't discussed yet cy young and mvp you know, in the AL, the Cy Young, Justin Verlander, um, another tremendous year. Obviously, he capped it off with the World Series title. We had Verlander winning his third Cy Young Award this year at age 39. After missing all of 2021, after having, I believe, Tommy John surgery. And obviously, it's a, it's a long surgery, long recovery. Uh, but, you know, Verlander bounced back, had a tremendous year. And then over the National League side thing, Sandy Alcantara from the Miami Marlins, uh, you know, he was tremendous early in the year, just kept it going, one of the few bright spots for Miami. So congratulations to those two uh, fellows on a fun season. And like I said, Verlander obviously still going strong. And he finished off with the uh, World Series title this year. And Sandy's very young. He's still got a bright future, only 27 years old. Hopefully he can get to the playoffs one of these days with the Marlins. Uh, Don, anything you want to add for the Cy Young Award winners this year? Nothing more that I want to add other than a special congratulations to those two. Um, I think that, you know, obviously their performances uh, were good enough for, for them to win the award. And um, they... <laughs> I was very, very just so like, wow, that is no, no way. Um, but seriously, like, I think, you know, they're very, very deserving. Um, and yeah, since I've got nothing else to add to it. All right. And then on the MVP side of things, we have Paul Goschmidt in the National League. The St. Louis Cardinal, who at age 35, I believe I've read, became the oldest first-time winner of the MVP award. He was twice the runner-up back in 2013 and 2015, falling to McCutcheon and Harper, respectively. And then nationally, side things, there was a bit of a debate going down the stretch between uh, two players, but it was Aaron Judge to lose. 
I mean, setting the American League home run record with 62 home runs, leading all of baseball this year. Um, it was it made sense for Aaron Judge. I mean, you lead the league in homers, and it's uh, particularly not close. That's going to be a grounds for MVP uh, season. So congratulations, Aaron Judge and Paul Goldschmidt on being named MVP this season. Do anything you want to add? to that front no i don't um i don't want to add anything else more than what you've said um they you know again well deserving of the award and i think now you just look at you just look towards next season you know aaron judge was on the tear and that's that's a season that we'll never forget um, especially, you know, fans who are of team, excuse me, people who are fans of teams that are inside the, the Yankees division, um, the AL East, um, it's just something that we'll never forget. Yeah. On uh, next up, Dalton, I'll throw to you for one final time this year, the racing with Dalton segment. Okay. Um, it was the odd Abu Adu. I don't even remember. I don't even know. It was, it was the last race of F1 this season. Um, um, and actually quite, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I guess, <laughs> Um, not shocking. This 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 race uh was the Abu Dhabi uh Grand Prix. Um last race of the season, the F one season. Uh Max Verstappen came in first, followed by followed by Sergio Perez, followed by Carlos Saints. And to round out the top five is George Russell. Um, and so that essentially like now Max Verstappen has over 400. Already through the driver's championship. Red Bull already won the constructor's championship. So we're just finishing the race just to finish the race or just finish the season. Um, and to be honest with you, it was a very good F1 season. Um, very, very competitive at the start. I believe there's some controversy, some controversial um, things that happened, um, especially like towards the end. But regardless, I think it was a very, very good season. Um, well deserved uh, win for Max Verstappen, and you know, uh, that's that's pretty much it for our racing segment this year. You know, until until NASCAR and F1 start up next next year um we're we're we finished with this segment and uh i thank everybody for actually putting up with this part of the show because I, everybody people know that i'm just not i'm not I, that should be doing a racing segment but i push myself to you know maybe learn a little bit more about it maybe or what have you try to try to submerge myself into the sport and you know 
my best to, to figure things out and uh, really become more educational. Uh, well, find it more educational and, you know, yes, um, with motorsports, the world of motorsports. So, but you uh, to the audience for, you know, another another season of NASCAR and another season of F1. All right. Thank you, Dalton, for that. We'll take a brief intermission, and when we return, everyone's probably their favorite segment, the one they all look forward to, our NFL news and notes, and then our predictions. So stick around. I got a question. Welcome back from the ad break, everybody. We'll start with our favorite team segment like we normally do. There's no... News or notes. I mean, Melvin Gordon was released, but I really don't want to spend time on that other than right now mentioning that. Um, we'll start. I guess I'll start with the Patriots game on Sunday. They had a one o'clock game. It was a game that, admittedly, I did not catch much of because they didn't want to televise it in the Louisville area for some weird reason. I mean, I don't blame you if you didn't watch this game. Like me, you didn't miss much apparently. Except for maybe the greatest ending to a game we've seen. You have Nick Folk kicks a field goal early in the first half, or second quarter, excuse me. You have Greg Zerline, Dalton's favorite kicker in NFL history, makes one. So it's 3-3, halfway through the second quarter. Uh, a game that was very defensive heavy, um, despite no interceptions and only 10 combined sacks from both teams. Uh, again, this game was... You know, the defense just did its job holding, preventing scores. Uh, of course, you ask Zach Wilson, he doesn't think he let his defense down despite a 9 of 22 stat line. Um, but that's a discussion for maybe another day, maybe a little bit later on even. Uh, Mac Jones, he didn't necessarily wow anyone. I mean, stat line 23 of 37, or excuse me, 23 of 27, 246 yards, but no touchdowns. No interceptions. He did just enough. He played a fine game. You would think Newland scored more, and the run game was doing fine too. Um, but let's just get to the chase. It was a defensive battle. It appeared it might be heading to overtime, maybe a 3-3 ending. But then rookie Marcus Jones, um, in his for the first time this season, actually, a punt return touchdown the First punt return touchdown to walk off a game since Deshaun Jackson. Miracle at the Meadowlands 2 when he did that against the New York Giants. New England steals a victory, winning their 14th straight game against the New York Jets with a 10-3 win late. Now, on to Zach Wilson. Excuse me. He claims that he... You know, I don't know if good game is the right word, but he's like, ah, no, I didn't let my defense down. Despite the defense, you know, holding New England's offense to three points, and you can't move the ball whatsoever. I mean, he he's not good. I think we all, I don't know where you stood, Dawn, because I know you like to be a little bit different than the grind and, like, popular people. But I know Christian and I were very critical of Zach Wilson when he was picked. We thought this is a bad pick. There's so many other options out there. Why are you selling on Zach Wilson? Like, it's not a good fit. He's not that good of a quarterback, and you're setting yourself back. And now the Jets have shown this roster 
it's not even a bad roster. The defense is fantastic, I'd say. I like the receiving core, Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Moore, excuse me, Denzel Moore, Den- Mims. I cannot speak. I keep mixing names up. Um, And then you got, you know, Michael Carr, the running back. I know Brees Hall is injured. And the old line for the Jets is missing a, key, a few starters that were projected preseason. Um, gosh, New York, I mean, it, I'd usually say give a guy three years. And I think there's still maybe a little bit of hope left for Zach Wilson to turn it around. But gosh, it is going down fa- fast. And I think if you're New York, you got to look long and hard at a free agent option in that or a rookie option next year because your team is good and the quarterback might be the piece holding you away. Dolan, I'll go to you next. Your favorite team, how did they fare this week? Uh, they did not fare at all, actually. Um, they fared awfully. Um, the Los Angeles Rams are on the road playing the New Orleans Saints. Three and six versus three and seven, if my memory serves me correctly. And I'll let you take a guess as to which team had seven losses. It was the Saints. And the Rams lost again. So it's not, it's just one of those seasons. We're back to our losing ways, which is fine. Um, it's completely okay. Um, I know, I know, I know. I don't want to hear it. It's just one of those years. It's just an off year. Well, I don't think so. I think this is uh, the beginning of the end for the Los Angeles Rams in playoff contention. And I'm perfectly okay with it. Perfectly fine. Just as long as they make the correct move that you should make. Um, Matthew Stafford exited the game, uh, I think, um, very early. He threw two touchdowns, didn't throw an interception, but... um, they're thinking he got concussed again, which is the second time in maybe two or three weeks, four weeks, something like that. Um, not a good look. So they should probably like, I don't know, figure that out. Not start him in a football game. Um, my next thing is, you know, they. The defense is awful. They should just... I don't even know why they made the moves that they did. Um, They should trade those pieces away. Let those guys go try to win rings somewhere else. Like, I'd love to see... You know, know, like, I'd love to see those pieces, those guys that are, you know, still in the prime of their careers... Uh, you know, a Bobby Wagner, a, a Jalen Ramsey, a, uh, you know, the older players who have been in the league for a long time. I love to see them try to go get rings somewhere else, try to join a team that could, you know, do something, uh, especially.
feel like the Rams are going to make those moves and get rid of those guys uh, for next year. Um, not for next year, but next season they're going to, or maybe in the off season, they're going to try to move them for picks and, you know, try to start this thing over. Um, offensively, I think, you know, Cooper Cup's the only bright spot. And, you know, you saw some flashes, but it's just too late in the season. The offensive line sucks. Um, yeah, it's, it's just I'd – be, I'd be shocked if they win another game this season. Um, they're 3-7. and seven. They got the Chiefs next week. They'll be 3-8. and eight And – Cooper Cup's not coming back. He'll be out for the rest of the season. So, you know, you're looking at they're probably going to win four games this season. Um, yeah, that's, you know. <laughs> As a Rams fan, you hate to see it. And you'd rather just have them move back to St. Louis at this point. You know, at least at least then I would be able to go to their home games. Now I can't even go to their home games because it's so far away. Um, but it's fine. There's, you know, I'm perfectly fine watching it from the comfort of my couch. Um, I actually said that to my, well, I was out of state and I told my mother to, told my dad that they should just move the Rams back to St. Louis last week, and he just laughed. Probably because he agrees, but, you know, he's like, you can't, you, and you, you, you know that that's not going to happen. I was like, yeah, probably. But, um, yeah, I just, it's, uh, it's another loss, another week of football, and um, I don't know, they, they just got to make moves. I think Matthew Stafford's gone by next year. I think Jalen Ramsey's gone by next year. I think Bobby Wagner's gone by next year. Um, Cooper Cup potentially, but I'm not sure yet. Um, I think Allen Robinson could potentially be gone. Um, any and it, like it's it's. Pretty much any player on the roster. I think I think Aaron Donald's definitely gonna retire or he's gonna be moved. Um you can call me crazy, but I just have a feeling that that's what's gonna happen. Um and like there's I don't know, it just feels like it just feels like a start like a restart, uh, a clean slate is what is what this team needs. There's too many veterans and you know, too much, too much, uh, too much hype and not enough substance. It feels like a regular Dallas Cowboys team. Like there's just not enough like substance on the field for all the hype that is surrounding this squad. And so I think they just need to start over. Um, also, just to clarify, not the Cowboys this year. The Cowboys this year are actually putting substance onto the field. Um I know because I, I have some friends who are Cowboys fans that listen to this podcast and I don't want them to like come at me. So I just want to clarify that that's that's what I meant. And they'll actually agree with me for the past. Yeah, whatever. They know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> But 
Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's and also apparently news today that the Rams had uh, cut Daryl Henderson or excuse me, released Daryl Henderson, who was their leading rusher on the season. If that tells you anything. They have yet to have somebody rush for over 100 yards this season in a game. So that's your stat of the day. Um, and then they cut edge rusher uh, Justin Hollins, which for those of you may have, you all may uh, have no idea who that is. Um, just look him up on the internet. That's what it's there for. Um, you'll find out everything you need to about him and Daryl Henderson too. But um, yeah, now they only have two running backs on the roster. Cam Akers. You know, that's what I don't get to. Like, do you spent, you make this like big commotion about like Cam Akers and like he like doesn't show up for practice for a few weeks, a few days because of personal reasons. He like gets benched, like is inactive, like can't start, like doesn't start for the team. And then like he doesn't get cut. Like, why don't he's the one who remains on the roster? Okay. All right. I. I need to keep going to school and learning about sports management because I am very confused and don't understand how that move makes any sense to me. It, I did. I don't. I don't get it. You cut the leading rusher, but you keep a guy who once fumbled three times in a playoff game. I don't seem to understand how that works. Um, they're going back. I feel like they're going backwards. Um, this is going to be like the Los Angeles Rams before they moved to St. Louis the first time. They're just like, they made it to the Super Bowl. A few playoff appearances in the 80s, and then it just, just dropped. It's like... 90, like in the 90s, they were just bad. And then 96, 97, 98, they were bad. 99, they win the Super Bowl. 90 or uh, 2000, made it back to the playoffs, lost in the wild card. 2001, made it back to the Super Bowl, lost to Spencer. And then 2002 to 2016, they just, you know, just bad. Just awful. Um, a bunch of mediocre seasons in there. Um, something that really gets my nostalgia going is the uh, is the Jeff Fisher era. Uh, just because, for those of you who don't know, I'm going off a tangent real quick, but Jeff Fisher used to coach the Titans. Um, the Titans actually in 1989 when they made it to the Super Bowl against my beloved team. So... That's that's kind of what gets me going, um, but I'm going way off way off topic, and I need to get back on. While I'm going way off the time frame, I need to get back on to 2022. But yeah, the Rams the Rams stink this year, and they they should they should blow it up. Um, if they could hear me and take my suggestions into consideration 
there will be a stadium being built in St. Louis right about now. Um, but unfortunately, we cannot have it that way. We can never have it our way. Um, we can only hope to um, as as fans of these teams. So um, I think I'm done, Spence. I think I covered pretty much every everything that I was going to cover. Um, statistics. Really care to, you know, look up anything. Um, Andy <laughs> Dalton. Andy Dalton looked like Joe Montana on Sunday. Oh yeah, he did. He uh, he had three touchdowns, no interceptions, and um, it was a quite the performance. Um, Tutu Atwell had his first touchdown. Love to see it. Finally, after a year and a half of being not dressed and. Standing on the sideline. Well, he was injured for part and of it. Injured and 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 yes, thank you, thank you. I forgot that part and being injured, and taking punt returns for a few weeks. Um. So congratulations to him. I hope he stays on the roster so that U of L fans and myself uh have a have a have a connection of some sort because we don't have a connection otherwise. Um. But yeah, that's. I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that is worth noting. Um, yeah, no, I think that's pretty much it. Um, and if anything else comes to my mind from that game, I'll be sure to mention it. But <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, back to you, buddy. All right, on to the the game of the week segment. Uh, for me, game of the week, I thought. It was one easy choice. We have the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Eagles were about a minute or so away from potentially losing two straight games, uh, including in just Saturday starting 2-0. That was the world we lived in. After we crushed them, a lot of us in the media crushed um, the Colts for picking up Jeff Saturday. Instead, it was the Eagles led by the Colts' former offensive coordinator, Nick Sirianni. Uh, and after the game, he had something to say to the extent of the, this one's for Frank Reich, his former boss and the Colts' former coach, who was fired just uh, two weeks ago. He clearly, uh, to quote Michael Jordan, took that personally. Uh, that You know, any of us got rid of his guy. And although they trailed for majority of the game, including by 10 points, throughout much of the second half, you know, you got a touchdown from Quez Watkins early in the fourth quarter, cutting it to three. Fish McLaughlin scoring with about four and a half minutes to go, making it a six-point game. And then you got Philadelphia driving down the field. And, of course, Jalen Hurts uses both his arms and his legs Get the rushing touchdown late to put the Eagles on top once and for all. And while Matt Ryan had a chance, it just unfortunately was not Matt Ryan's day. And the Eagles escape out of Indianapolis with a one-point victory to improve excuse me, to 9-1 and one on the year. So, Dalton, what was your game of the week this past week? I'm going to go with the Jets and the Patriots. I 
It looks pretty cool. And uh, I, it just was so dramatic. And um, It is a great way I, to end a football game. It was. And I think, too, because I picked the Jets, I would feel like I was more inclined to, you know, I got agree. Or I'm not disappointed. Well, I shouldn't say that. I guess I'm kind of disappointed because it hurts my prediction record. But I think also I'm like, I'm like, ah, that that was good. Like, I, I got to give credit where credit's due. Like, that was the Jets. They just, they just, they just Jets. Like, that was, yeah, that was something that I give the Patriots credit. Like, that was, I, I can't. Like, if Patriots was a guy, like, I would have just dabbed him up for that. Like, that was a pretty good, pretty good ending to a game. And um, I just think that it was very, very defensive and um, something that you don't see every day in the NFL, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, on to our next segment. The most impressive of the week. Um, I'll start. I'll go with the Detroit Lions. I know Dalton's been on the Detroit Lions bandwagon for some time. You know, we all picked the Giants to win last week. I'm telling you, the, the Giants, the Lions are a team that we all want it to work out because we all think, you know, Dan Campbell is impressive. He's a great coach. It's just. You know, lack of talent. And New York, despite what was going on earlier in the year with Brian Dable, you have Daniel Jones throwing a touchdown and two interceptions. Uh, but Detroit dominated start to finish with this game. I know New York made it a bit closer in the second half. But make no mistake, Jamal Williams, I mean, he he's fantastic. He's having a great year. Uh, he leads the NFL in touchdowns. This year with 12, he had 17 carries, 64 yards, and three touchdowns uh, for the Lions to help them beat the Giants. So Detroit Lions, my most impressive of the week. Dolan, where do you land on that? Yeah, dude, I land on the Lions game or land on my most impressive? Your most impressive. My apologies for uh, being vague. Well, that's perfectly fine, Spence. I was about to answer both, but... Where do I land with the Lions? I think that's pretty that's pretty impressive. But that's not my most impressive. My most impressive would be the Dallas Cowboys uh for routing the uh the Minnesota Vikings. Um in Minnesota, mind you. Um I think it's more impressive that they went they scored 40 points and only gave up three to, to them in Minnesota than it would have been in Dallas. Um especially because Minnesota, they're they're playing inside like that, that. Like that is a home field advantage, and they just shut them out. They just shut them down completely. Um, so that was that was kind of impressive for me. I didn't think that Dallas had it in them to do that sort of damage, um, but they did. All right, least impressive. I'll go back to you. Actually, who was your least impressive performance from the week? Um, this is like me because I'm very, very simple and very, very, um, 
What's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, let's just go with simple and just don't. Very easy. Uh, when it comes to these games, I'm going to go back to the same. Because it just makes sense. Um, I'm going to go with the Vikings being least impressive because they were at home. They're technically, by record, the better team. And, and if I'm not mistaken, they had the week before gone to Buffalo. And people who, who people think in the media are like Buffalo is like the New England Patriots of the 2000s. Um, Super Bowl all the way. They went into Buffalo and beat Buffalo. So you're talking about a Vikings team that was riding high. And then you're talking about a Cowboys team that gave up a, t- a double-digit lead to the Green Bay Packers. No offense to the Packers fans out there. Cowboys should not have lost last week to, to the Packers. Okay, the Cowboys probably should have won that game. If they would have just, I don't know, held the lead like they were supposed to. Um, they let the Packers come back and beat them. So, coming into week 11, you're thinking, well, this is a, this is Vikings, like, all the way. Nope. They played awful. Vikings played awful. Uh, that was so unimpressive. I wanted, to, I wanted to just not them at all. I didn't want to see purple for the entire day. It was so ugly. It's like, that is gross. That is so gross. Get that away from me. Um, yikes. I mean, that was just... I mean, it was so uncharacteristic this season. And I, I think, looking back, it was probably only a matter of time because... Um, with with these teams, you know, they 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 have like one poo-poo game where it's like, ah, oh, that what probably wasn't your best performance at all. Um and it's not even like like Kirk Cousins play awful. He just got sacked a bunch of times. It's like the Vikings and the Bengals offensive lines, they like traded places. Um, and like did like the Dallas pass Dallas pass defense? They just put the clamps like they just seatbelts buckled, dude. Like they were, uh, you know, a ride. Um, Kirk Cousins throw through for 105 yards, 105 yards. Um. And then they're and then the backup Nick Mullins threw for fifty four. That's insanity. That's insane. Um, it was just not. Yeah, it was just not a great home performance for for the Vikings at all. All right, for me, my least impressive. I'm gonna go with uh, the Carolina Panthers. You only scored three points against a Baltimore team whose offense couldn't get anything going until the fourth quarter. So this game was on, I believe, the same time and very similar style of game. 
to New England and New York Jets. Well, you have a 3-3 game in the fourth quarter. I mean, this was a ridiculous game to see. Uh, but then it was 6-3 at one point. And then, of course, Lamar gets a rushing touchdown um, to put the uh, Ravens, excuse me, up 13-3. That ended up being the icing on the cake with that game. On to biggest surprise, Dalton, back to you. Where was your biggest surprise of the week? Oh, gosh, my biggest surprise. Um, I was kind of shocked that... Mm. Wow, that's... From this week, I don't believe that. Think. If you know, there's. You know. Games and there's not really anything that really surprised me. Like. I guess could we could we say the Giants. But they were. I don't know the Lions had just won the week before. Lions They've been competitive all season. Right yeah. And so, like, are we really surprised that the Giants didn't put up that many points? Are we surprised that they lost to the Lions? I don't think so. Even though we picked the Giants. I don't think I'm very surprised by any of these outcomes. I think I'm... I think I guess this season by I mean up until this point the um I guess I'm I guess I'm surprised by how much um how much a year how much how much difference a year can make I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm following. And so, like, in everything, like, you see, like, people tell you all the time that teams that make the playoffs in the NFL one year don't make it the next year. And we're seeing that. But I think it's more of a shocker that, you know, there's certain teams that we didn't think would accelerate as fast as they did in terms of team performance and record. And they have up until up until this week. And I think that's that's quite the shocker for me, uh, is that their their progress. Um, if for example, for example, the Washington Commanders, let's just put them out there, or the Atlanta Falcons. That's an even better example. I thought before the season that the Falcons were going to be in the dumps, in the dumps of the league. Obviously, I'm wrong, but I thought that they were going to be. Absolutely awful. And it turns out that they're in the division race. Um, and we thought that the Bucks were going to be far and away, you know, top five squad. And they are in a tight race with Atlanta right now for the NFC South division title. And so it just shows you that anything can happen. Um, and you just got to watch and, you know, expect the unexpected when it comes to uh, the NFL. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, my biggest surprise, I know you hit on it, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but uh, the fact that not only did the Vikings lose, they got blown out by the Dallas Cowboys, and it wasn't even close. I mean, Dak Prescott had a good game, 22-26, 276 yards, two TDs. Uh, again, just total domination start to finish from the Cowboys against a team that was that was fighting for the ones. Uh, and they still could if the Eagles somehow collapsed down the stretch, lose a few games out. Uh, but we'll see about that. On, did you just want to say something, Dalton? What? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay, I thought you interjected. My apologies. Uh, anyway, on to our picks for the upcoming week. It is Thanksgiving week. Uh, I debated about doing all three Thanksgiving Day games. I really didn't want to necessarily. Uh, but frankly, Sunday's games are pretty bad, and Thanksgiving has given us three. Thank and then Sunday. That's how we landed on that. Twelve thirty on CBS. The Detroit Lions hosting the Buffalo Bills. The Bills, obviously, la- not obviously, but last week played in Detroit because of weather concerns in their. Home city of Buffalo. So they will now play two straight games at Ford Field. Uh, so they're not even traveling and they're playing it at uh, Detroit while Detroit is coming back from the Meadowlands uh, from last week. In Regardless, I, I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills as much as I want the Lions to continue the winning streak. Uh, all good things come to an end. And that is where I will pick Allen, um, he will have a fantastic Thanksgiving day. Um, also a fun stat: if you Lions, the last time the Detroit Lions won on twenty sixteen, they have lost every year since twenty sixteen. They defeat the Minnesota Vikings that day. Since then, they've lost every year. And I will pick them to lose again on Thanksgiving. Don, how do you see the Detroit Lions doing on Thanksgiving? I am going to go different here. This is going to be my only Dalton. You are full of you-know-what pick of the week. Um, That's going to start being an actual thing, Spence. We're going to like... There's going to be like one pick a week where I'm just like, Dalton, you are full of crap and you know it. You're just doing this because you want to be different. I'm going to pick the Detroit Lions to pull off the upset. I'm going to think of, I'm going to throw and pick them. I'm going to pick them to win at home. And I might be wrong here. The Detroit Lions might get blown out. But guess what? I'm going to be right there with them uh, the entire way. Uh, I'm going to pick the Lions to win in an upset fashion at home on Thanksgiving. Um, nice little celebration. Six years, six year streak of not winning, not winning on Thanksgiving. Six or seven streak, a six or seven year streak of not winning on Thanksgiving comes to an end. Uh, yeah, give me the lines. Next up, we have an NFC battle with the Dallas Cowboys home host to the New York Giants back in Week Three in the match. Twenty. To when Cooper Rush 
charge, and they had the Cooper, Cooper Rush. Excuse me. Fantastic streak um, of existence to help Dallas off to a quick start. And I'm going to say Dallas will get the season sweep this year. Uh, I think New York, after last week losing to Detroit, um, kind of trending downwards. I, yeah, I'm not a big Daniel Jones believer, despite what he accomplished uh, at some points. You know, in some ways it was in spite of Daniel Jones that they had all of that success. So I will pick the Cowboys to win this game. Dalton, where do you land on Giants-Cowboys battle in the NFC East? I land on the Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys to win this ball game. I think they keep up the momentum from last week, and they pull off the dub. All right, next up, my beloved Patriots taking on um, Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. The game will be played at U.S. Bank Stadium, which, if memory serves, New England has only played there one time. Unfortunately, that was a bitter defeat in the Super Bowl against the Philadelphia Eagles. So, not necessarily a good venue for Bill Belichick. Um to play that being said i will actually with that being said i'm still i'm going to say minnesota actually uh i'm not being a homer minnesota i know they got blown out last week and they are the kings of playing close games uh, i believe i actually read that they have a negative point differential because of that 37 point loss and winning every game by single digits. Yeah, they have allowed two more points than they have scored, despite being 8-2, and two, because of how bad that blowout was on Sunday. I think Minnesota will bounce back and actually get a dub in front of their home crowd on Thanksgiving. Dalton, where do you see Vikings and Patriots going? I know you picked against the Patriots last week, and you were disappointed. So I am expecting you to just reverse it. And pick against them or pick the Patriots because of how last week went. Pick a lot. No, I I think I'm going to go ahead and pick the Vikings to win this ball game. Um, maybe if they were playing the Jets again, I might pick the Patriots. Yeah, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, still shame on me. So I think that regardless, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pick the Vikings to win this game. Uh, They can't. I mean, there's no way that they can have that sort of outing again. Like, I don't. I don't think that that's gonna happen. Um. Yeah, that I just. I just don't think that's gonna happen again. And so, what happening? I'm gonna pick against the Patriots again, and they're gonna prove me wrong again. Um. It won't be until I start picking them that they'll. Prove me wrong again. I don't know. Uh, that's yeah. This yeah. Just give me the page. Just just. I mean, excuse me. Just give me. Just give me the Vikings uh, to win this game at home. All right. Next up, we'll go to Sunday, where the Cincinnati Bengals will take on the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. Again, I'm going back and forth a bit here, uh, just because the Titans continue to prove us all wrong. And since they continues to prove me wrong, 
because I thought they would regress a bit. And they're, I mean, they're currently a playoff team as we speak. They're only game back in the division to Baltimore. With all that being said, I think Tennessee, I mean, I just completely whiffed on Tennessee, full transparency. Uh, I thought they would miss the playoffs. I thought this was the Colts year. Uh, but apparently, like every other year, it's the Titans year, despite the Colts making a quarterback change. And I'm going to pick the Tennessee Titans after what they did to Green Bay in Green Bay with it snowing. And I was, you know, the frozen tundra that it normally can be this time of year. Uh, but give me the Titans. They're playing at home. They're uh, really hot. Best team in football. Uh, if you want to debate that, I don't necessarily agree with that statement, but they have been playing very well to where people could consider them to be the best team in football right now. So give me the Tennessee Titans. Dawn, where do you land right now on Bengals Titans? I land on the Titans. They played really, really good football. We thought they were going to beat the Packers and they beat the Packers. And so that's, you know, it's cold in there and Mike Vrabel has coaching his team. He's pushing his team extremely well. They 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 have injuries after injuries after injuries. They went into Lambeau and they beat the Packers by ten, um, despite all their injuries that they've had. And so I think that really speaks to the value of coaching. And I think the Titans will win this game. I just do. Uh, also, revenge game from last year. Oh yeah, playoff game a year ago. I forgot to mention that. So thanks for that. Dalton, you're welcome. Next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Washington Command in the nation's capital, even though it's technically Landover, Maryland. Um, I digress. I I don't know what to make of this because Heineke has been playing really well when he's playing. I mean, they won the last. I mean, they played the Texans this past weekend, so it wasn't like they were playing world beaters. Davis Mills had a couple picks, so that kind of helped out them a bit. But that Eagles win, they're not slowing down. And I think Atlanta, despite some early success, and I get they're in a, a division that's pretty bad. Like they're right now a half game out because they have yet to have a bye week. So they're a half game because of an extra loss to Tampa Bay. So they're both teams still in playoff contention right now. But I will go with Left hand up is the Washington Commanders. That's who I'm going to pick to defeat the Falcons this Sunday. Dole, where are you laying right now on Falcons Commanders? I just cannot pick against Heineke. I think Heineke, he's fun to watch, and he's shown he can win no matter when. That's fair. That's a good point. I think I saw a stat where like Heineke has only lost one game as a starter or something like that. I mean, um, I lost the playoff game, but I mean, he just seems to be a winner when he's in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's only like he's played in multiple multiple games as a starter, and he just he just seems to get it done. And that's something that you can't take for granted. Um, just ask the guy who's in the losing position right now. Um, could absolutely love to have a quarterback who just wins football games for us, but. Um, I think it's it's tough. I mean, the Commanders are surprisingly good, and they're playing with such great confidence. But I'm going to pick the Atlanta Falcons. The ATL, 
the Dirty Birds. I'm going to take the Falcons to win this game um, in very tight fashion. All right. I have yet to get Christian's pick, so that's why uh, I have not been giving any of his. Also, standings update. I forgot to mention at the top of the predictions. I had a great week last week. I went four and one. Dawn went two and three. Our buddy Christian, who, again, hopefully will return next week. He went one and four. On the schedule, the overall standings, Dalton in first place at 32 wins, 23 losses. I'm three games back at 29, 26. Christian, four back of me at 25 and 30. Again, still a long way to go. Still multiple weeks we get five games. I'm sure Dalton and I, we have some different picks, so... Um, chance for me to maybe gain two games on Dalton or Dalton can go two games ahead of me. We can split those. Uh, we'll see how this goes. Anything else you want to add, Dalton, before we wrap up? Uh, I do not on the NFL side, but I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I, me as well. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, hopefully everyone is having it safe. Um, and, you know, if you're spending time with family, if you're traveling, everything goes well there. Uh, again, also, just want to be, say again, like I said earlier in the show, thank you all for the support with this podcast. It's uh, honestly like a dream come true. There's maybe an understatement there. Uh, but that's something that's been fun. And, like, we, Dalton and I would not be here, and Christian, when he can make it, uh, keep doing this if it wasn't for the support that we get from you, the listener. Like I said earlier, if you've listened to one episode or if you have listened to all 100, which I know it can only be like one or two people um, that has listened to all 99, including this one of 100 episodes, uh, thanks for all the support. We have had listenership throughout the entire U.S., even throughout the world, uh, which, I mean, that, I mean, I don't know if you ever thought we would be internationally known when we launched this podcast, that we begin listenerships all throughout the world. Maybe even the... Uh, we, we might just start talking World Cup next week. I know it just started. Just to try to capitalize on the world audience that we have. Yeah, absolutely we should. And I've... You know... Um, I've got tons of friends that are soccer. Um, and they pay attention a lot more than I do. And so... Yeah. Uh, this is just another... Another demographic. And another sport that... Uh, that... That we should, they should, that we should definitely cover and um, um, definitely include for sure. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, as always, you know, like, subscribe, whatever podcasting platform uh, that you're listening to it on, because we are, uh, as oh, I'm sure there's a follow option on that podcasting platform. Uh, if you have any feedback for us, you know, that's always encouraged. We'd appreciate anything we can get to help better the podcast. We've done a hundred of these and there's still something we could probably be doing better uh, to help make sure the next 100 episodes are fantastic for you all. Uh, share friends and family if you so choose to, um, you know, help spread the word. And as always, I'm Spencer Brown. I'm Dalton Bishop. So thanks again for listening and enjoy the rest of your day.